What's going on, guys? It's Seth back with another Defense Wins Fantasy Podcast, part of the Fantasy Hawks Podcast Network. Tonight, we're going to be going over a dynasty rookie draft that we recently had, IDP, of course. And once again, with the uh, the scoring net setup that our leagues kind of go with, it's a lot stronger on the defensive aspect. You're getting, you know, 1.1 points for assisted tackles, 2.2 points for solos, 8 points per sack, 8 points per interception, 2 points for a pass defended, so on and so forth. So a little bit more of a premium on the defensive side of the ball gives them a little bit more added value as day one starters as they are in the NFL. But we're going to go through the five-round draft, um, give my thoughts on some of the picks, so you get a little bit of a feel of how an actual draft, this is one of our actual leagues, goes. And uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll dive right into that. But first, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about one of the massive, massive trades that happened literally minutes right before our draft took place uh, between two teams. One is a team that literally has had his heart broken three years in a row as far as trying to win the championship. Highest scoring team, yada, 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 and just hasn't been able to get it done. He's been extremely active on the offseason trying to get everything in order to really try to to win this, this league. So much so that literally three minutes before our draft kicked off, he traded for Aaron Donald, and he gave up the first pick his first round pick this year at 112 and a first rounder next year as well as the 2-8 in a 14 team league by the way a 2-8 pick this year so pretty solid capital for a 30 year old defensive tackle but you know when you're trying to go for it all you got to have the best at the positions and I think he's just fed up tired he uh, got beat on a Christmas day by Alvin Kamara's sixth touchdown game in the championship um, last year had a second round exit on a just a, a bad week. You know his team just didn't show up, and so he's he's done. He's ready to rock and roll. He's going for it. So kudos to him. But that was something that um, you know you be the judge on how much value that seems to be. Um, but it does tell you a little bit about how defense is valued in our league to an extent. So we'll go ahead and we'll go through uh, the first round in a little bit more detail. Then I'll kind of go through. Rounds two, three, four, and five. I'm talking about my favorite picks and my least favorite picks, and really uh, just go from there. So we'll start right off on uh, round one, pick 101, Brees Hall. No surprise there. 102 was Drake London. You know, you could have gone with Kenneth Walker at the time. Um, this was before injury, but he went with Drake London. Solid, solid pick there. <clears throat> you could really go either way. With Kenneth Walker, came off the board third. That owner was ecstatic because he really needed some running back help. Um, two days later, it's not the same story. But it is a dynasty league. He might not miss very much time, so you got to be hopeful there. And it's not like he's going for the championship this year. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that pans out. I think it'll be fine. Uh, fourth pick off the board, a little bit of a, a surprise, was Traylon Burks uh, out of Tennessee. And then... We had the guy that wasn't there that had auto draft set up. And, uh, of course, if you don't set it up properly, it'll take the position that you don't currently have on your roster. And he didn't have a kicker, so it drafted rookie Gabe Breckick, Green Bay, who's since been released. 
Nothing frustrates me more than just not handling your business. You've known about a draft for three months. It's not that hard to get everything set up or have somebody draft for you if you can't do it. So um, we were able to get him at least on the phone for the rest of the draft, but yeah, you kind of screwed the pooch on that one and missed out on primo talent to get a kicker that's no longer even on the team. So we ain't changing it. That's how it goes. You, You get it. You got it. You earned it. So uh, the sixth pick was Kyle Hamilton off the board. Um, I know you're thinking, well, there's, you know, there's Garrett Wilson, there's Chris Olave, Sky Moore, you know, a lot, a lot of talent out there. But um, with our scoring, uh, uh, Kyle Hamilton, that defensive player could really be a game changer and a guy that's going to last a long time in the league, you know, hopefully. But that sparked a defensive run in the first round that we've really never had, at least this strong. Um, right after Kyle Hamilton at six was Devin Lloyd at seven, followed by Nicobe Dean at eight, and then Aiden Hutchinson at nine. So four defensive players right back-to-back, and that kind of really screwed uh, some people's strategy going into the second round where they felt some of these guys would fall to. Uh, but then Chris Olave was taken at number 10. Alec Pierce was number 11. And before you start saying, why would Alec Pierce be taken? Uh, the gentleman in the league stood up, Promptly took out an Alec Pierce jersey. He is a Colts fan. Put it on and announced that that's who he was selecting. So, little pomp and circumstance there. You know, that's who he wants, you know, on your team, your favorite team. I get it. But a little early in my, you know, my taste. But when you don't have any other picks in the draft or any close to there, that's what guy you want, you go for it. In Dynasty Leagues, you only really get maybe one chance to get these guys on your team. So, he took it. Right after Alec Pierce was Sky Moore uh, at the 112 spot. 113 was James Cook. Really love uh, the spot for him. The guy that grabbed him is um, the same guy that traded out the Aaron Donald thing. He had two first-rounders this year to get Aaron Donald. Um, so it's a it's a pick that I think that this year will pan out, especially kind of late in the first round on offense as running backs go. Maybe one of the more... Um, confident ones as far as offense goes to be able to get into the end zone and things of that nature. So I, I look forward to seeing how they decide to do that rotation with him and Singletary and Zach Moss, but mostly him and Singletary. And then the final pick of the first round in our 14-team league was Kayvon Thibodeau. So we had five defensive players come off the board in the first round. That ties our record um, from about four years back. But it's it's interesting. We also changed it to where you could only draft rookies this year. We used to have it where you could also pick up, you know, free agent per se guys that haven't, you know, that are just not on a team. But this this definitely changed the draft around a lot, and I'd recommend doing this for anybody just because you you get a little bit more depth going into the players. Um, but as far as you know, best pick of the first round, I really do like the the James Cook and Sky Moore picks just because of where they're at. But you got to go Chris Olave at ten, falling to ten on a team that has really been consistently a strong offensive team. I know Sean Payton's not there this year, but they're going to run a very um, normal or you know very similar offense, I think, that they, that they have in the past. And he, he's a guy that just, I think, is just so smooth on the routes. He, he cuts in and out. He just seems like it's effortless, and I expect him to have a really, really good career going forward. Um, Pick that surprised me, obviously outside of the kicker being picked, because that's just ridiculous. Maybe not just one pick, but the run of four defensive players in a row when a guy like Chris Olave and Sky Moore and even James Cook are still on the board at that point in time. 
let alone some of the other guys that probably really fell to the second round. I believe that Garen Wilson took the uh, Zach Wilson injury dip in this one. People were a little nervous about that. Um, but as far as his best pick, right now it looks like it might have been Drake London over Kenneth Walker if Walker's going to miss some time as well. But it's uh, it's going to be interesting. I think Traylon Burks, number four, was was really, really surprising because – he hasn't had a good camp. The the sound, you know, the sounding board off of all the uh, people out out there have said, you know, it's been very up and down, but mostly down. So he's got probably the best opportunity as a rookie wide receiver outside of Drake London. But is he going to be able to capitalize on it? That that I don't know. But going into the second round, I'll just I'll run these through. Two uh, one was Damian Pierce. Two two George Pickens. Two three Garrett Wilson. Two four Isaiah Spiller. Christian Watson. Then Rashad White, Johan Dotson, Jordan Davis, Brian Robinson, Tyler Algier, Trayvon Walker, George Karloftis, Louis Seen, and Travis Jones. Damian Pierce at the start of this round, um, I think, is going to end up finding to be the biggest steal of the draft uh, when all things are said and done. If he keeps it up the way that he's been looking in, in training camp and in the preseason going into the year, if he's, if he's a starting running back out of Houston and having that much volume and, you know, being the guy, have, grabbing a running back like that in the second round in a rookie dynasty league is great. And even George Pickens at 2-2 was, I think, a steal. I would have taken him over some of these other wide receivers that went in the first round, probably some of the defenders too. And then Garrett Wilson, high draft capital, like I said, took, took a little bit of the quarterback injury dip. I think that there's uh, there's a lot of opportunity with this guy. Now Isaiah Spiller taking four. Absolute overdraft of Isaiah Spiller. Um, I will say that it's from the Austin Eckler owner, so there's a little bit of security blanket, I feel like, going on there. And then you then you had, you know, some solid wide receivers with Christian Watson, Johan Dotson uh, going in this round, and then we kind of went back into some of the defense. Jordan Davis going at the eighth pick. The owner honestly said he was nervous because the the run was going so fast on the defensive players. It's the guy that traded out Aaron Donald and is hoping that he might catch fire in a bottle by drafting Jordan Davis. Um, I'm not that high on Jordan Davis, but I understand his logic behind it. Another, I think, great pick is at 2-9 with Brian Robinson. I think that the way that Antonio Gibson's camp is going – Brian Robinson could turn out to be really a nice GM. Maybe not this year, but going forward, I think that they might decide that they're going to move on from Antonio Gibson or not pay him what he wants to be paid and have that Brian Robinson in the wings waiting to uh, take over the run and probably even splitting time this year. Then you got Tyler Algier, who everybody is hot at 210 on. I think that he... um, he has all the opportunity in the world, but there's still there's still some people that he's going to have to try to get through to say that. And then we pushed a little bit more defense again with Trayvon Walker, George Karloftis. I think great value on those two guys. Early first first round talent with Trayvon falling to the second round, um, and then George Karloftis being in probably one of the best positions as the rookie defensive lineman in uh, in Kansas City. Both of those guys have the ability to make impact early this season and often. And then Lewis Seen, I think, is a great underrated safety for Minnesota that that could end up with 100 tackles this year as well. Going into the third round, I'll run through these. 3-1, Draquan Brisker. Uh, Trey McBride, great value there in the third. Jermaine Johnson, Zamir White. 
Terion uh, Davis Price, Quay Walker, Jalen Tolbert, David Bell, Jamison Williams. The injury slide stops in the third round. Arnold, I'm going to butcher this. Arnold Epikeki, uh, the defensive end slash outside linebacker for Atlanta. Isaiah Pacheco went in the third round with some of the hype coming off him. Nick Cross, Derek Sting, uh, Stingley Jr., and then Isaiah Likely. Interesting round. Um, it kind of definitely turned to what teams' needs were based on um, just looking at how, how the draft went instead of maybe some of the best pick available philosophy that you might have seen with some of the other ones. Um, Trey McBride stands out as the best pick of this round, 3-2. Has the opportunity to really become a stud uh, tight end in this league. He's going to learn from you know Zach Ertz, a guy that's done it and been successful in this league for a long time. Learn from him for a couple years and then take off even maybe sooner than that. And then you got Zamir White, who really could be uh, another draft day darling there in Las Vegas with the way that they kind of seem to be shopping but not really shopping Josh Jacobs as well as not picking up Jacobs' third or fourth, fifth-year option that he end up could be coming in and, and playing well. Then it's a little bit more of some, you know, some stabs. Jalen Tolbert because he's in a good system. David Bell, you know, once Deshaun gets back, might be solid. Jamison Williams, obviously the the uh, injury drop on here. People were looking more towards this year rather than the future capability of this kid. As I've said on the podcast before, I think that Jamison Williams is going to be a bust in the league. But that being said, you're taking him in the third round, and he's that high of draft capital. It's worth it's it's worth it at that point in time to take the shot on it. Then you had some you know some fan favorites. Probably the Nick Cross pick is probably a little early. Uh, Derek Stingley Jr. I wouldn't take a corner in the third round, but that's just my strategy. And then Isaiah Likely. Um, he's had a great camp. He's could be could be beneficial right off the bat. They, you know they shipped out some wide receiver help there, and br- bringing him in is something that they could go back to that two tight end set that they were doing a lot when they had Hayden Hurst and Mark Andrews. And he could uh, he could get some balls his way early on, so I, I don't hate that. It's, it's, you know, you're taking a flyer maybe a little early, but if that's the guy that you want, that's the guy you're going to get. Especially since that guy that took him uh, didn't pick for another like eight picks. So going into the fourth round, we had Troy Anderson, Devontae Wyatt, Brian Asamoa, Romeo Dubs, um, Desmond Ritter was the first quarterback off the board. We'll get back to that. Kenny Pickett, Kyler Gordon. Malik Willis, Ahmad Gardner, Sauce Gardner, uh, Keontae Ingram, Boye Mafe, Daxton Hill, Wendell Robinson, and Khalil Shakir. Desmond Ritter, the first quarterback off the board. I mean, that just has to be belief, right? I mean, first off, none of the quarterbacks came off until the fourth round. That tells everything you need to know about how people feel about this quarterback class. But Desmond Ritter being the first quarterback off the board Granted, that guy does have Matthew Stafford and uh, Baker Mayfield, so I, I don't, I don't, I don't have an answer for why he would be the first one off the board. I mean, he's looked good in preseason, but it's also preseason. We we're playing against third and fourth round uh, or uh, <laughs> level talent, so we'll see how that one pans out. Maybe that one will uh, they'll surprise me, and I'll be completely wrong. But Kenny Pickett in the fourth round is great, great value in a dynasty startup. And obviously that's that 
Ritter pick started the QB run where people decided, okay, we better take him. And then Malik Willis was, you know, obviously a flyer pick, hoping that, you know, in a year or two he might become the guy there, even though his draft capital doesn't really match that as people thought it would. But Daxton Hill uh, and Wendell Robinson at the back end of the fourth, I think both those picks are really solid. Daxton has the cornerback safety flexibility, which makes him an even better asset because you can hold less D-backs on your team and still be able to field a defense. And then you have Wendell Robinson, who has already said that they basically said he's locked up to slot position. So if he can, if he can get that, that position set up to where he's even a bi-week fill-in in the fourth round, absolutely. Um, and I didn't say it before. I have talked about this league before, but we do play D-tackles, D-ends, linebackers, cornerbacks, and safety. So there is a separation of the D-line and the, and the D-backs. So you have to have, you know, both of them. Granted, some of them are, you know, flexible, so you don't have to necessarily have a cornerback um, if you don't want one. And then looking into the fifth round, where we really finished it up, there were some, honestly, I think some really great values here. It started with Christian Harris, Andrew Ogletree, who just tore his ACL, so that one, that one hurts. David Ojabo, Trent McDuffie, Micah Dutreadway, Jelani Woods, uh, Jalen Petrie, Pierre Strong Jr., Zach Carter, Channing Tindall, Kate Otten, Greg Dolchik, Logan Hall, and then Tyquan Thornton. Right away, I think Christian Harris is a really solid pick in the fifth round. Even if he doesn't play this year, you have, you have that guy in the wings that's up and coming, and he's one injury away from taking over one of those inside linebacking spots, which historically have been very, very good for uh, fantasy. The pick that I'm not too high on, Channing Tindall. Uh, yeah, the name, is, the name recognition is good. He played on that Georgia defense. He was a third-round draft pick. There's other defensive players I probably would have taken over him. I don't think he's going to play that much this year, but it's kind of the same thing with Christian Harris. If you hold off a year, he might become really, really strong. Also getting Kate Otten and Greg Dolchich uh, in the fifth round, those are great tight end holds if you have the opportunity to do so. And then David Ajabo, you know, a guy that could really, really become a great pass rusher. You just got to wait a year. Um, And that's the same team that um, traded out Aaron Donald, so he's – Really built up a we're going to be better next year kind of mentality with some of these uh, picks. And then Tyquan Thornton as the last pick flyer, sure. I mean, you can argue that he shouldn't have been drafted where he was, but he was drafted in the second round, and he is very fast. So fifth round, why not, you know, at that point in time. So when you start breaking down uh, how these teams really, really kind of took out the draft, there's a couple teams that I, I'd like to uh, point out of having a great draft. Uh, one of them was the team that is in full rebuild mode, um, and he had the 101 pick. So he took Brees Hall, 101, and then he took Devin Lloyd at 107, Johan Dotson at 27, George Karloftis at 212, Jaquan Brisker at 31, Malik Willis at 48, Jalen Petrie at 57, and Greg Dolchich at 512. Yeah, he had a lot of picks, but that's what happens when you're rebuilding. You've got to get some of your older players out that have value and try to do that. But the fact that you have Brees Hall, who is probably going to be the best offensive fantasy player out of the draft this year, and Devin Lloyd, who arguably could be the best defensive fantasy player out of the draft this year, as your first two picks, I think knocks it out of the park. 
And then you get a falling Johan Dotson, who was a first-round talent in the second round, and George Karloftis, one of the DNs that is really in the best situation, especially going forward into the future. I think he's going to be really strong. And then Jaquan Brisker. Now, I've talked about Jaquan Brisker. He's one of my favorite safeties in this draft. And to get him in the third round, I think is just an absolute steal. You could arguably have the best linebacker out of the draft, the best running back out of the draft, the second best safety out of the draft, all all in this, and possibly the best quarterback out of the draft, fantasy-wise, if Malik Willis gets playing time. Absolutely stellar draft that I think is uh, really going to go a long way in building this team up. Now, obviously, you could argue that you know the worst team was the team that took the kicker in the first round. You're right. They took a kicker, then Christian Watson, Terion Davis-Price, Desmond Ritter, so it's the same team. So you know what? Maybe he should have let it auto-draft for him. And then Micah Drew Treadway. Not anybody that I feel great about. Christian Watson is his best pick, and even him is still not practicing and not picking up any of that time with Aaron Rodgers. So I'm not excited about that but the second best team that I wanted to talk about um man that's a tough one because there's there's a couple I'm just going to go ahead and go through two more uh one team that it was you know these are all the teams that picked early and maybe that's part of it is what I like about it but I I like their later draft picks better than a lot of their early ones um so you got the uh team that picked third overall this is the team that made that day that day of trade for um trading out Aaron Donald, so he got an extra first and an extra second, but he took Kenneth Walker. I still think it's a great pick, even though he is injured right now. Sky Moore, Garrett Wilson, Jordan Davis, Jermaine Johnson, Brian Asamoah, and then David Ojabo. Some of these guys are going to take a little bit of time to develop, but this team knows that they have that opportunity, and so they took the the risk on a David Ojabo kind of player and a Jermaine Johnson kind of player that maybe the first year isn't going to be the strongest year, but it's going to be a building block for the future. And then the other team is the team that drafted second overall, and they had Drake London, Brian Robinson Jr. I love that pick in the second round. Second round, ninth pick, by the way. Jalen Tolbert in the third round. This guy could light the world on fire if if he takes advantage of his opportunities. But even if not, they're going to need somebody to step up into that that offense, and I, I feel like he has every opportunity to be a nice um, third option, fourth option for Dak, and getting him in the third round where he can then get better and better is a great opportunity. Uh, Nick Cross, uh, third round, a little early for him in my opinion, but I think this, this, the talent for that player is really strong. And then Devontae Wyatt in the fourth, and then Alec, Andrew Ogletree. That one's brutal, but if you look at it the time of, the guy was you know really explosive in camp, and I, I'm not going to hurt his draft for something that happened right afterwards just because, you know, Hindsight's 2020, but a lot of great picks. Like I said, hopefully this gives you a little bit of an idea, at least in the order in which some of these players, defensive players and offensive players will come off the board. Defensive-wise, obviously they're probably a little bit higher, um, which means that you should change your scoring strategy so that they actually matter in the draft. It's a lot more fun that way, and it's a lot more enjoyable. But all in all, Quite interesting take on the draft. And I always just wonder, you know, if that guy didn't draft a kicker, how much different the draft could be. But we all have leagues like that where somebody doesn't sign in on time or somebody does something wrong or things like that. And have a little bit more gusto than our our league does and maybe throw those guys out of the league so you can get some real focused people 
But that being said, it's draft season, boys and girls. You need to be focused. You need to be learning. You need to be asking questions. So go to Facebook. Shoot us a message if you got a keeper questions. If you have, you know, this guy or this guy questions, we'll happily respond. Send us a DM and we'll take care of that. Keep listening to Defense Wins Fantasy. Keep listening to The Flex. And keep listening to uh, Fat Boys Dynasty. We'll get you all covered and we'll, uh, we'll take care of everything that you need to be successful in your draft. But until next week, don't forget that Defense Wins Fantasy. This podcast has been presented by the Fantasy Holics Podcast Network. <laughs>